Welcome back to the Lake Show. Hour number two, Henry Lake out today. Dave Schwartz filling in for Henry. Don't know if you saw this today. I'm sure you have. What, who am I kidding? This is huge. The NBA renames their MVP award for Michael Jordan. They did it. They finally did it. They, they, they redid it, and the MVP is now for Michael Jordan. I, frankly, I, I love this. I absolutely love this. I think this is a, a great call. He, to me, to my generation, and I'm 43 years old, and, and yes, I'm absolutely of the, the best basketball ever played was in the 90s with Jordan, and, I, and I'll, I'm sure everyone has opinions about that. To me, he, he, he made the NBA as great as it was in the 80s and 90s, and, and he, I have this discussion all the time with my 23-year-old nephew. He tells me LeBron was better or Kobe was better than Jordan, and I say, nope, Jordan's got six rings. And Jordan was the best. Jordan was the GOAT. That was it. I kind of love this. Jonathan, what are your thoughts? I love the fact that the NBA did this. I really, really do. Uh, I'm, <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm kind of eh on it. Um, now, I'll say this. I'll preface this. Michael Jordan is, I agree, he is the greatest player that has played just because of his impact, the, the, the way he played, the, the, the two-way player that he was. He, couldn't, he didn't just kill you with dagger dunks or dagger threes. He could lock you down on defense. He mm-hmm. was, in, a lot, in, in many estimates and many analytics, the best two-way player that ever played the game of basketball. He's not my favorite of all time, but I, I understand. I understand why they would call him the why they would name the MVP trophy after him. So I wait. So who's your favorite? I am actually your same age. And You're okay, we're the same age. All right. Yes, and I was just coming into my my recognition of basketball mm-hmm. and and sports in general. In the in the very tail end of the late '80s, when a team called the Showtime Lakers oh, were yeah. still one of the best in basketball, and the point guard of that said team, Magic Johnson, Magic that would be Johnson. my favorite player of all time. That's a great, you know what? That, that's an interesting point. I mean, it's there's a couple players at that time you could really argue. Uh, jo- Jordan, just for the sheer marketability, it, it will be the guy. What I remember loving about Jordan the most and it kind of came back through that documentary, was that Jordan wanted to beat you at anything you played. He just didn't care. He'd play you in checkers, and he would want to win. He'd play you in, in, in basketball, tiddlywinks, bad, whatever it is. Always wanted to win, no matter what. He was, I loved, he yeah, was the ahead. most over, over – I, I would say he was the most overly competitive athlete we have ever known. And that includes Tom Brady. That includes Wayne Gretzky. Um, that includes Pete Rose. I'd put I'd put Pete Rose and Michael Jordan in the same category. Yeah. Um, but I think Jordan is even a, a tick above that. Well, I you know, I I and I'm a huge Wayne Gretzky guy. I'm a hockey guy. Everybody knows this. I love Gretzky, and I agree with you. He he's not. He was he was an incredible talent, 
of God-given talent and, 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 and vision. Tom Brady has this God-given ability of longevity, and some of that is his ridiculous training and nutrition plan. Uh, but I agree with you. Michael Jordan was an absolute just stone-cold killer. And, and I, you're right. Nobody wanted to win games and destroy you. I, didn't, I don't care if his mother was playing for the other team. He would do everything he could to win, whatever it was. And he was just – he was that mix of – he had incredible talent, incredible work ethic. And it probably started when he was younger. He, he got cut I, – I, I believe I'm remembering the story correctly, but he got cut from his junior varsity basketball team, I thought. Yes, I want to say it was his fre- yeah. it, was, it was his freshman year. I think he got yeah. cut from the basketball team. And How's that, that coach feel, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> that that didn't happen again. No, right? And and that probably is what set him up. And, and you think it about Tom Brady and what he went through at Michigan before he ever, you know, he had to, had to fight and scrap and claw. So it's those guys that that just have to scrap and fight their way uh, that get up there. So I I like this. I'd I'd love to know what you out there think of Michael Jordan being the new NBA MVP trophy. Give us a call. Shoot us a text on the City's One Plumbing Talking text line, 651-461-9226. Do you like it? Should it have been him? Should it have been Magic Johnson? Should it be someone else? Should it be Kobe? I I, I don't. I think the only people that you could have at that level of, of renaming the MVP trophy would be Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, yeah. Bill Russell, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that is that is your level. That that's your heights right there. One of those. And four. Michael Jordan's arc was so much bigger than those guys because of the time, uh, 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 the time that it was. And I know you remember this. I mean, he made Nike Nike. <laughs> Nike made track shoes before Jordan. And, and he made them what they were because of him. And now Jordan is its own brand. I, I often wonder sometimes how would athletes be in different decades? You know, what would Jordan have been like in the time of Will Chamberlain? What would Will Chamberlain been like it now? You know, that, that kind of thing. But it's very – Jordan was one of those athletes, very Tiger Woods-esque, where he he truly did transcend the game. He was bigger – than the NBA. People who didn't even know much about basketball knew Jordan, knew the Jordan brand, knew knew the the logo. And and I, I just think that yeah, I I don't I agree with you. I don't know who else you could who you could give it to. Re- what what it sparked in me too today is this idea of if you had to rename or name trophies in other leagues, <laughs> who would they go to? That's a that's an interesting question. And I love I love coming, you know, kind of making this stuff up necessarily as we go, but expounding upon this. If you could name another trophy after another athlete in another league, who would it be? Give us a call, shoot us a text. Cities One Plumbing Talking text line. I think the NFL. I love what they did on Thanksgiving by renaming it a John Madden Thanksgiving. I thought that was a really, really nice touch. But I thought. Geez, who would you? What would you name? It's going to be pretty hard. Obviously, you can't rename the Lombardi Trophy because it was Lombardi. But let's just say hypothetically, you could rename MVP or name MVP for the NFL. Who's it? Who's that? Whose name goes on that? 
Anybody come to your mind? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because Walter people, Payton? Pe- people will people will automatically go to Brady, especially at this time period. Yeah, I don't think he's won as many MVPs as Peyton Manning. Um, if I'd have to look that up, I don't think he's won as many as Peyton Manning. I know Aaron Rodgers has a bunch. Yeah. I think you might. Well, I'd go with Walter Payton. I, I mean, one they you know that '85 Bears team was was an unbelievable team, and, and he was just so much fun to watch. You could say Barry Sanders, but we only saw a snippet of Barry Sanders, and that's 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 just a that's a triggering topic for a lot of people, including me, that we only saw a little bit of Barry Sanders. Walter Payton to me was generational was iconic in in the way that we you would see his clips and you would see how he would play and they and they named the man of the year of the award award after him which is which is wonderful because he was also a very good human being which we all know now maybe I, I mean 10 years 15 years from now I could see Brady I I could see that Jonathan I absolutely could so I'm trying to look up this list online, yeah. uh, profootballnetwork.com, and they list all of the MVPs. And they actually they messed up the uh, they messed up, they they list all the MVPs by year, and then they have the multiple time winners. And they actually messed up the name oh, no. of the multiple time winners because they have Tom Brady as a five time winner, and then they have Tom Brady as a three time winner. Uh, <laughs> I believe what they meant to have was Peyton Manning as a, as five-time, a five-time winner. winner. Yeah. Uh, so Manning's won at five. To- Peyton Manning's won at five times. Aaron Rodgers has won at four. Hmm. Brady, Brett Favre, Jim Brown, and Johnny Unitas have all won at three times. Jim and Brown could be another one. I, I was I was gonna say Jim Brown, and then yeah. I I thought about it, and I'm like, I, so and that's the thing. Where do you put Jim Brown? Yeah. If you if you named the trophy after him, would it be best running back? Would it be MVP? I think I think now in the day in the in this day and age, we would probably uh, have it under a quarterback's name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll give you I'll give you someone that will be out of left field, and okay. I'm trying to look to see if he ever did win. Uh, if he ever did win it. I don't think he. Ever I suppose won it. you you would have to have won it a couple of times before you can put your name on it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give <laughs> I'm gonna give this out. No, I'm gonna give this out as the okay. um, kind of the lifetime achievement award. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Yep. He never won the MVP. He never did. But there's no question, and he's the best at his position of all time. Did Montana win it? Yeah, he won it twice. Yeah. Montana's one you could put on there too, if you want to talk about outside the box. I, I like the Jerry Rice. I, I do. I was actually having this conversation with my son the other day about. He said, "Well, what made Jerry Rice so great?" Because we were talking about Justin Jefferson and where he was going to go. And I said, "What was really impressive about Jerry Rice was the longevity he had. You know, you, in the career he had, and and how how long he was at the top of his game." Wide receivers don't do that anymore. 
they don't stay on top that long because it's such a it's such a demanding and physically tough position. But we're we're diving down rabbit holes. We should revisit. We'll revisit this conversation later because I also want to. Yeah, I'll give you one that's really out of the box, real quick before we go to break. Yes, um, there were two that I was thinking of um, real quick from the '80s. One is not so much out of the box, but it's it's still not who would who you would think. Maybe Lawrence Taylor. I like that. I, he's had his share of controversy. I yes. think that's but but so did Jordan to some degree. Yes. So and and I'll and the the one that that will be extremely out of the box. Yeah. Mark Mosley, kicker for the Washington now Commanders back in 1982. <laughs> he was actually your MVP. A kicker was the a MVP. Kicker was the MVP in 1982. Let's name the award uh, after him. You know what? If you can be the MVP as a kicker, you probably deserve to have the award named after you. I agree. Uh, we'll revisit this a little bit later. We, I, I want to talk about what would you call the Major League Baseball, NHL, WNBA. Let's dive in. I want to hear your thoughts as well, if you have them. What uh, trophies in different sports, What would you re- who would you rename them after? MVPs in different leagues. Uh, you can give us a call or shoot us a text on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Lake Show. We got a, a text here really quick. Michael Jordan, hands down the greatest. He absolutely defined and accelerated the NBA to must eighties through the mid to late. Today sucks. I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if I'd go that far. It's different. It's different. Basketball's changed. It's, it's very much changed over the years. It has, Jonathan. This is true. It has changed. Should we go to the scoreboard tonight? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get you up to date on all those scores that you are knowing and loving and want to know about. And it's just a wonderful time of year. Uh, it's actually a light schedule tonight. Not a lot going on tonight. Yeah. As we go on through uh, the sports world, we'll start with that NBA that that uh, texter doesn't like to watch today. 
And we'll start out on the East Coast in Philadelphia. 76ers are trucking Sacramento 80-54 to at the half. Joel Embiid, 21 points to lead the Sixers, who are looking for their 15th win on the season. In the At the Fiserv Forum, it is Milwaukee leading Golden State 55-47 late in the second quarter. Uh, it is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 14 points, 5 boards, as we go toward halftime in Milwaukee. At the Toyota Center, Houston leads Phoenix 19-12 in a surprising first quarter, near the end of that first quarter, as uh, Phoenix looking to continue to get back on the right track. They've had a couple of uh, losses this week to New Orleans, so they're trying to get back on the right track as far as winning goes. At at, uh, Vivint Arena later tonight, it will be New Orleans, said New Orleans, the top team in the West, taking on the Utah Jazz. So New Orleans trying to get to 19-8 and on the season and pad their lead, their number one seed right now in the West. And the last game of the night tonight, we were talking about this a little bit ago, went, went back to shades of this, back to the 1980s. <laughs> Celtics-Lakers, Boston-LA tonight at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. The Lakers uh, taking on the best team in the NBA in the Boston Celtics. Celtics 21-7. and seven. Lakers still trying to get to 500. They're 11-15. It is a busy night on the ice as we head to the NHL scoreboard. At Scotiabank Arena, it is Toronto leading Anaheim 2-0 that game midway through the second period. Also midway through the second at Little Caesars Arena, the Hurricanes of Carolina up on Detroit 1-0. Late in the second period at FLA Live Arena, uh, I believe that used to be FTX, but uh, we'll uh, leave that for another time. <laughs> it's changed. Uh, Different show. Florida is leading Columbus 2-0 again late in the second period. Late in the second period at the Prudential Center, New Jersey and Dallas tied at 1. At Key Bank Arena, Key Bank Center, excuse me, late in the second period. Getting late, it is the LA Kings and the Buffalo Sabres knotted at zeros, it is scoreless. It is also a tie game at the TD Garden in Boston. The Bruins and uh, New York Islanders tied at two in the second period. In the second period at Amelie Arena in Tampa, the Lightning leads Seattle 2-1. to one. It is midway through the first period at Bridgestone Arena where Nashville and Edmonton are tied at one. At Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, uh, getting to the late portions of the first period, the Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights tied at one. Coming up later tonight in Denver, it's the Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche hosting Philadelphia. At the United Center at the top of the hour, Chicago will take on Washington. And then late tonight at the SAP Center, San Jose will uh, match up with Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes. NCAA basketball, pretty light schedule tonight. Uh, the Gopher men will be off till tomorrow. They're not going to play until tomorrow evening. They'll host Arkansas Pine Bluff at Williams Arena. There are a few uh, top 25 games of note. Number five, Houston. They are leading at home in the first half. It is about a little past midway but under the, the under eight timeout where they are leading, uh, the Cougars are leading NCANT 23-16. Again, the number 5-ranked Cougars lost on over the weekend to Alabama. Speaking of Alabama, they're coming up later tonight. The 4th-ranked Crimson Tide will be hosting Memphis in a very good, tasty matchup 
at Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa. And uh, just before that uh, matchup with Alabama and Memphis, this one just about to tip at the McHale Center in Tucson, Arizona, number nine in the country, taking on Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Women's basketball, the Gopher ladies had a huge win last night over Chicago State, 105-54. That gets the Gophers back above 500 on the season. The Gopher women will be back in action tomorrow morning. That's right, morning and 11 a.m. tip over at the barn where the Gophers will host Milwaukee. And again, Minnesota trying to get to 7-5 and on the season with a win tomorrow. At the World Cup today, first semifinal, Argentina is back in the final second time in the last three World Cups. They defeat Croatia 3 to nothing. Lionel Messi with a penalty kick to start the scoring 34th minute of action. And then Julian Alvarez gets two goals, 39th minute of action, and the 69th minute of action to give Argentina their 3-0 victory. They now advance to the final Sunday morning. Croatia will play in the third-place match on Saturday morning, and that that will be determined the opponents by tomorrow's semifinal. The defending champion France will take on the Cinderella story, the first African nation to ever make a semifinal of the World Cup, Morocco. The winner of that match will take on Argentina Sunday morning, 9 o'clock Central Time, kickoff for that match, and then the loser will face Croatia for third place on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time kickoff. For that match, I'm really pulling for Morocco. It would be it would be real fun to see them uh, <laughs> to see them get through. I will say this: if it wasn't for Lionel Messi, I'd yeah. be pulling for Morocco all the way. I want to see Messi win his World Cup. I really do. I couldn't tell you anybody on Morocco, but I I, I love a good I love a good Cinderella story. Doesn't everybody? I I, I love Messi too. Yes, and I would absolutely. He deserves it, but it is uh, it is it is fun for the Cinderella story. All right, let's take a a quick break. We talked a little about Gopher basketball there in this segment. Let's turn our sights to Gopher football. They take on Syracuse in the Pinstripe Bowl here coming up uh, in a few weeks. Coming up next, Brent Axe is going to join us from Syracuse dot com, uh, talk show host and author, uh, writer, sports writer there as well. We'll chat about uh, Syracuse and kind of get the playbook on what's coming up, what the Gophers can expect. You're listening to The Lake Show on CCL Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to The Lake Show. 7.37 p.m. Henry Lake off tonight. I'm Dave Schwartz filling in. The Gophers football team takes on Syracuse in the Pinstripe Bowl in a couple of weeks here. Brent Axe is a... Writer for Syracuse.com. I followed your work for years, Brent, joining us right now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. So I'm excited to, to actually chat with you for the first time. Good evening to you. I hope you guys, are you getting weather out there on the East Coast yet? So far, so good out here, Dave, and thanks for having me on here. Um, we, you know, we've, been, we've dodged some bullets. There's been some big storms, like, pretty much everywhere else. I'm sure you guys heard about the big storm in Buffalo a yeah. couple weeks ago. 
But, uh, man, knock on wood, nothing too crazy so far. But uh, now I said that, and I'm going to wake up, and there's going to be a foot of snow on the ground. So, who knows? I hope not. I'm headed to Syracuse this weekend. I have some family back there, so I hope the weather's going to be oh, okay great. when we land on uh, on Friday afternoon. Uh, Brett, Syracuse, boy, they started hot. Uh, had had a really great start to the season. Five straight losses in there. It sounded, uh, reading from an article uh, that you wrote today, or recently on Syracuse.com, sounded like maybe that was an overachievement for the team. But what happened a bit, what happened during that five-loss skid? It was a combination of things, Dave. We always knew the second half of the schedule would be tougher, and it was. And the old war of attrition caught up with Syracuse. They just had too many injuries to maintain the level they were playing at. Garrett Schrader was playing hurt. Sean Tucker, their running back, who at the start of the year was a Heisman Trophy candidate. You know, he's still really good, don't get me wrong, but just kind of <laughs> faded from that level. He was playing hurt. The offensive line was playing hurt. So it was that old line, like, are you hurt or are you injured? Because if you're yeah. hurt, you can play. If you're injured, i got to take you out. And Syracuse had a lot of hurt players. And they started losing a lot of key guys, too. Mikel Jones got banged up. Garrett Williams, their uh, NFL-level uh, cornerback, he hasn't officially declared yet, but he's all but gone to the NFL. Unfortunately, he suffered an ACL injury, so it just all piled up. And I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, about 10 players by the time they got to that Boston College game that they ended up winning. 10 out of the 22 on the opening two deep of the season wow. were gone. So wow. they... To the fact that they actually won six games with that is is actually pretty incredible. Uh, seven yeah. games, I should say, is actually pretty incredible. Dino Bayers, who was actually hired, I believe, correct by Mark Coyle, who's now the uh, athletic director at, at Minnesota. Did he hire? Did he hire him? Yeah, he did. Mark Coyle was here for oh about twenty minutes as the athletic <laughs> director, but uh, when he was here, <laughs> he, he made the biggest decision. You can make. He hired a football yeah. coach. So in 2015, yeah. Mark Coyle fired Scott Schaefer and hired Dino Babers, and then uh, Mark got the job out there at Minnesota. So how about this? He hired both coaches that are going to face off in this pinstripe. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, because this is, I think, now the third appearance for the for, for the Orange in the pinstripe ball, and, and it's not the same players, obviously, over, over a very long period of time, but... How excited are people about the Pinstripe Bowl? Is it is it too much at this point, and it's just another trip to Yankee Stadium, or is there some pride uh, to making this bowl game and making a bowl game again? I think it's that. I think people are uh, beggars can't be choosers in this case. <laughs> Syracuse fans love that they're back in a bowl game. You know, once they you know kind of fell a little bit down, they weren't in the nine ten win range anymore. It's like well. New York's an easy trip. There's a ton of alumni in and around the tri-state area in New York City. It's Christmas time in New York City, which is incredible. And, you know, I think fans, there's a lot of Yankee fans around here. So you get another trip to Yankee Stadium. When you look at some of the other options, it's like, well, you know, no offense to the fine folks in El Paso, Texas, but that didn't seem like a desirable bowl game. (laughs) Florida was out of the mix. You know, you had had a bowl game in Annapolis, Maryland. So we're kind of like, yeah, let's go back to New York City. That sounds like a a better plan. Why not? Yeah, plenty of Yankees fans in New York. I grew up there as a a Mets fan, so I'm I'm, I'm well aware. Um, I'm curious what... Uh, Syracuse's view is of of the Gophers, and I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to the coaching staff, you've talked to Babers or any of the players, but 
What are they focusing on in this extended practice time uh, for Minnesota as they get ready for the game? Well, the big thing is the running game because Syracuse, you know, not even because they were just injured, Dave. They they just couldn't stop the run flat out. And they played a lot of teams this year that either had really good running backs or just running back by committee. Right, so that's something they really struggle with. Their their defensive line lost a lot of guys from last year's team, and there's some good players up there, Caleb Okachuku, notably. But they just didn't have the depth at that position. And once they got hurt at linebacker a little bit, they lost Stephon Thompson. We mentioned Mikel Jones was banged up. They just got overwhelmed by running the football. So that is the key thing right now. And I forgive me for not knowing, Dave. Has has Ibrahim? Do we know if he's playing in this game or not? Because if he is, like, I would just give him the ball a hundred times because Syracuse can't <laughs> stop the run right now. It's They've done out. that quite a bit. There's been some. I mean, gosh, I think one game he had 260 some odd yards uh, in a game. They've certainly, certainly given him the ball quite a bit. I, I would assume he's going to play in this game. I don't necessarily, I don't see any reason uh, why he wouldn't, unless he's, you know, holding out hope for some uh, an NFL career. But bringing that up. Are there some guys on Syracuse's roster that might sit out the game? Yeah, we don't know about Sean Tucker. That's the big yeah. one. That's uh, Syracuse's running back. And down the stretch of the season, LaQuinn Allen, the backup, got in. He's a great weapon in the passing game. He's kind of the running back of the future because Tucker undoubtedly is going to the NFL draft. We just don't know if it's whether he plays in this game or not. Uh, so I think the first media opportunity we get with Dino and company for the bowl game is next week. So maybe we'll have some clarity by then. That's a big one. Mikel Jones is questionable. He's an NFL level, level run uh, linebacker that we mentioned. I saw him at practice the other day, so I think he's good to go, and it will be back out there. Uh, just today, Dave, Deuce Chestnut, who is a great cornerback at Syracuse, he's NFL-level talent, he's in the transfer portal. Syracuse has lost a total of nine guys into the portal, and a few of those guys played. So they're getting a little thin at some key yeah. positions, nor- notably cornerback. I know we mentioned the running game, but Minnesota might want to take a hard look at throwing the ball a little bit because Syracuse yeah. is noticeably thin now at cornerback. So the old transfer portal and NFL uh, decisions, and you know, I'm, I'm not sure about Matthew Bergeron, their left tackle. He accepted a bid to the Senior Bowl, and he is certainly going to get drafted in April, so I don't know if he's going to play in this game. So there's there's a lot of question marks on yeah. this team on who's in and who's out. And uh, defensive coordinator Tony White leaving, going to Nebraska. How well thought of or how well liked was he in this locker room, and how does that play into uh, their preparation for the game? Tony was very well-liked. I'll, I'll put it yeah. to you this way. I mean, Dino Babers is well-liked around here, but if you had a, if you had an election between Tony White and Dino Babers, like, it'd be a runoff. It would be very, <laughs> very close between those two. Tony brought the three-three-five defense here. He brought a lot of great recruits here. He turned When he took over, that defense was like 95th in the country. It's now top 20 in several categories. Very aggressive. Gets a lot of takeaways. And he just knew, like, I talked to players about Tony, especially this year, because we were starting to get an inkling he could go somewhere. And, like, every one of them, without skipping a beat, was like, oh, that dude's going to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. So, hey, look, Nebraska got him, and I'm sure they're paying him a lot more than Syracuse would. And Syracuse was paying him $710,000. That's not that's bad a good, for a, a defensive coordinator in the ACC. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it, right? <laughs> but Nebraska's got, you know, a few more dollars to throw around, and I think they yeah. gave him a promotion. So Nick Monroe is going to be the um, interim defensive coordinator. He's very mm-hmm. well-liked by the, the staff and the kids, and he's a great recruiter. Uh, just today we heard that Syracuse is targeting Rocky Long to take over a defensive coordinator. He's like the godfather of the three-three-five defense. Yeah. So we'll see if uh, Dino Babers brings him in or not. And uh, they also lost their offensive coordinator, Robert and I, uh, went down to NC State, which honestly, Dave, is not a big deal because Robert and I and Jason Beck were here together. They, they've been together for 13 years through BYU, Virginia, mm-hmm. and now Syracuse. Jason was ready to take over, and Robert and I knew it, and he kind of, I think he said, okay, young Padawan, you've become a Jedi. And uh, he took a job down at <laughs> NC State. He's got family down there. His son actually coaches down there. So I think he kind of saw an opportunity to let Jason step in. I mean, it literally took. So that that story came out, and I confirmed 15 minutes later that Jason was taken over as the OC. So they had a a good succession plan in place. Yeah. Brent Axe from Syracuse.com and other uh, media sources. You can find him on Twitter as well, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Brent, thanks for joining us. Uh, Maybe we can check back in. I'm really curious what the gift is at the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Do the players leave (laughs) with a lawnmower? Because I don't think they'll appreciate how much amazing swag that is to a really nice lawnmower. Are you kidding me? For dads like us, I'll I'll take a new lawnmower. Let's go. Come on. And it's Absolutely. A bad, it's a bad boy mower. It's not just Brent, a mower. It's a bad boy. It's a so bad boy. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the game on December 29th, and hope we get a chance to chat again sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your trip back here to the Q's. I'm looking forward to it. Brent Axe, Syracuse.com on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We will wrap up this hour uh, on the other side of the break. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, probably another hot-button issue, but we can go there anyway. Talking about high school sports on national television. Why is it happening and what do we think of it? That's coming up next on The Lake Show. Welcome back to The Lake Show. Henry Lake out tonight. Dave Schwartz, co-host of The Huddle on Sunday mornings 10 to noon. WCCO Radio. Make sure you tune in. So we've been chatting a little bit throughout the show here. Uh, Michael Jordan is now on the is now has the MVP trophy named after him in uh, the NBA, and it sparked kind of a little bit of a conversation for us here about who would you put on other trophies if you could. We, we've already had some fun going through the NFL, Jonathan, and so I, I wrote down a quick list before. <clears throat> excuse me, and. So I'm curious what you think, and I'd love if if you have a list. Absolutely, uh, you. I want to hear Jonathan's. I want to hear yours as well. By the way, give us a call on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. You can call or text us if you want to. It's six five one four six one nine two two six. Okay, so here's what I have: WNBA trophy. Let's start right there because I know you love basketball, and the easy choice is Diana Taurasi, but I'm not going there. I'm going to say Maya Moore, and and I know Homer pick, but I was I was reading and I and I thought I knew this, but I didn't realize that it was this much. She won four championships in seven years, four championships in seven years, including her rookie season, and that team was stacked. I, I 
I, and then, of course, what she's done, her post-career has been incredible. I love Maya Moore. As, and by the way, she was also must-see television when she had the ball. She was so much fun to watch. I will say this. Um, I did think of the, the two names that you thought of off the top. Those were the yeah. two names that came to mind. Maya Moore, again, being, being local, uh, being around here when she was on her run with the Lynx. I do want to say real quick two ones. Uh, the I, I think Tarasi would be good because you're. Mm-hmm. It would be just really interesting to give someone the Tarasi. It just sounds like a, a great name for a trophy. You get the Tarasi this year. It's <laughs> a great. That's a good call. The the other one, and this is another recent um, retirement. Um, and and people would say that this might be earned because of all the accolades that she got. Mm-hmm. Would be Sue Bird. Yeah. And yep. and for no other reason than if you are giving someone that trophy, you're giving them the bird. So that'd be, <laughs> that'd be phenomenal. One and and one quick name that that there are a couple That's of names. Great. There are a couple quick names out there that don't get the the pub that they should because mm-hmm. they were back before professional women's basketball really became a thing in this in this country. Nancy Lieberman and Cheryl yep. Miller. Are oh, vastly okay. I underrated. Say Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Swoops, Cheryl Swoops is underrated. Those three, yeah. more than any, I think more than any, are underrated with how yeah. well they played and and how good they were. I still think if Cheryl Swoops would have had a WNBA back in her day, back in the eighties, mm-hmm. she'd be the greatest of all time. I, I truly yeah. believe that. I loved when uh, wasn't it Reggie Miller? This is he's Cheryl Cheryl Miller's sister. Cheryl Mills' brother, yep. Cheryl Mills' brother, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Good call. I, I, you know what? You changed my mind. I'm going to go with Sue Bird because I just think that the, that's just too great to pass up because you're giving someone the bird. Listen to us, WNBA. We are solving the problems. The Lake Show rolls on. We'll be back in a few on WCCO Radio.